0: Hello everyone, on today's show we conclude our very interesting conversation with Jamie Coventry about the upcoming Rugby World Cup and all things rugby in Japan. Some of the things we talk about today include the growing popularity of rugby in Japan, Japanese players playing overseas and we also talk about Jamie's main job which is as a rugby agent. So yeah, he manages players and coaches, negotiates contracts, and he also goes into his day-to-day tasks involved in that position. It's so, a very interesting chap. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review in iTunes. And you can share us on all the usual social media outlets and check out our Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, we we'll always like post some interesting pictures and articles on there. Alright, enjoy the show. Each, knee,
1: So when I was a, a young boy, uh, my hero growing up was John Kerwin. and uh, in 2011 he was the Japan Rugby World Cup coach. So um, he came up to Sapporo once on a, a sort of um, a sort of a meet and greet kind of thing, just to try and touch base with all the provinces and, and meet people. So we were able to host him for a couple of days, which was yeah another. Another superstar I got to meet, which was pretty cool. Do you know, do you know any of these players, Burke?
2: <laughs> I have to admit, I do not know, uh, yeah. any of these players, but, yeah. uh, I was surprised to find out that, uh, I mean, obviously, just like you're saying and describing mm. rugby is becoming much more popular in Japan. Mm. Obviously, it's, uh, something that I'm getting more into just with the World Cup coming up and everything, but mm. I was surprised to find out they were saying that, uh, Japan, uh, has like the third or fourth, uh, fourth largest Population of rugby players in the world, actually. And in total, there's like 3,500 clubs. Mm. But in terms of popularity, it's actually fifth after like uh, baseball and mm. basketball and volleyball <clears throat> and uh, mm. maybe one other sport. And they even said like there was a former emperor's son who I think uh, was uh, right before the war or something around that time. And he was a huge rugby fan as well. So the big rugby stadium uh, down in Honshu actually has like a statue of him mm. in like a rug, rugby jersey. So, and apparently like it was pretty big. And then after the war, like there were a lot of the players that died and it took mm. a little bit of time to build back up. Mm. But I was surprised to find out that it's actually a lot more popular, uh, than I thought. Oh, I guess the last sport was football. Mm. Uh, obviously that's big in Japan too. But, uh, but now, You're saying it's getting even bigger now. So just to, if Japan does do well in this uh, upcoming World Cup, I think it's going to probably explode even further after that in terms of popularity and stuff.
1: Yeah, I I hope so. I mean, the the game itself has improved a lot. I'm not too sure how much the numbers have increased. Uh, I think maybe there's even a drop-off at some sort of high school um, level, but I think that sort of is more... A demographic thing rather than, um, people pulling out of rugby. But I know soccer and, and baseball is, yeah, super popular. So rugby's probably always going to probably struggle, um, to get the, the best athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's a lot of boys that are sort of more suited to Japanese rugby. So hopefully, I mean, body wise. So uh, hopefully we can continue to pick up those players, both boys and girls. Um, but I, I think it's just the fact that, Uh, the quality of rugby that the the Japan side is playing is something that sort of uh, has picked up a lot of attention. I think when they played South Africa 2000, sorry, it was the next game after South Africa, when they played Scotland. The last World Cup. The last World Cup. I think it was like 25 million uh japanese pl- oh, wow. yeah, yeah wow. so that's the, the viewership yeah about, so that's yeah. A, like a fifth of the of the country i think we're watching
0: because after they beat south
1: africa yes right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean i guess japan they they love a winner don't they? yeah they do <laughs> yeah, yeah they do yeah and i think you know um japan also like their contact sports you know they're, they're big into their their boxing and their um cake K one, K2, yeah, yeah. Sort of judo, judo, yeah, uh, yeah,
2: so, so, like, yeah so, MMA and stuff, yeah, yeah. I'll see karate and everything, yeah. Too.
1: So I think they really like the the um, the contact of, of rugby, um, and I think they sort of see the camaraderie of rugby. I think we're um, might be boasting a little bit, but I think rugby does it's probably played by um, sorry that they it's played like gentlemen a little bit more. Um, So there's no arguing with the referee. There's never back chat. Don't carry on like in soccer, you know. Um, It's a a thug sport played by gentlemen. Yeah, perhaps. And football's the the opposite, um, a
0: gentleman sport played by thugs <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the saying yeah
1: well obviously uh, things spill over and and rugby as well sometimes but yeah
0: that's that. so like interesting for me is how there's never any back chat to the referee because mm. the referee will say okay 10 yards back or yeah. something like that yeah. like, they get mm. punished mm. and the players are so good at just taking what the ref says yeah. they don't argue yeah but then you compare it to football where mm. they're just in the referee's face all the time they're Yeah, swearing at them yeah so i guess yeah i guess
1: yeah a lot more gentlemen do play rugby as yeah. seems like i think for the for, you know, for young people watching the game i think you know those sort of manners that go along with rugby is, is really important yeah, um, yeah you can be like nice and be a tough guy right? yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and you can you know it's about camaraderie as well and and um accepting when the the opposition have beaten you you know yeah. and, and you know accepting that not you know um Try not to complain or, or, or mope or, you know, make sure you go on and congratulate. Yeah, just just get on with it. Yeah. 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 And then when you, when you. When the game's over, just mm. shake hands and mm. yeah, yeah, be friends. I don't watch a lot of soccer, and I don't, I don't mean to come on here and demean soccer at all. It's a, it's a great game, but I often wonder why is that accepted in in football, allowing referees to be abused like that? It yeah. should be outlawed, really. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm
0: always wondering why the opposite, because mm. I don't watch that much rugby, but okay. why why, <laughs> why are the players like that in <laughs> yeah. rugby? And they're, not, yeah. they're not like swearing at the referee, yeah. But, yeah. a referee, yeah. but huge guys. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just one thing I wanted to ask you about too is uh because I there was just actually an article that came out and uh you know you're talking about uh Japanese people liking their combat sports mm. or like physical games and stuff and there was an article that just came out uh talking about head trauma in uh, mixed martial arts mm. events and uh obviously American football and they brought up rugby as well um, and especially in American football mm. there's like you know been huge uh lawsuits against the pro league
0: mm. they said
2: that to date they've paid out like 500 million now mm. um in these uh you know as a result of the of being sued for all these uh medical cases that have been happening mm. and uh and this article is going on to say like even mixed martial arts and stuff probably won't be around in like a generation or two because mm. they'll discover uh, you know, the the effects that the uh, fighters are having with head trauma and everything. Mm. Is that a concern in uh, in rugby, head trauma? And uh, obviously there's injuries that
1: happen just because of any sport, but is mm. head trauma specifically something that's coming up more yeah, recently? Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, it, it's a contact sport, so you are going to get head, mm. in, head injuries, but they've changed a lot of laws in the game itself to try and prevent those, um, just in the... The game in the weekend, a New Zealand player was red carded because he made contact with an opposition's player's head with his shoulder. So that's an instant red card now. That was versus Australia, right? That was yeah versus yeah. Australia. Yeah, so you guys. we end up losing that one, (laughs) Ben. (laughs) Surprisingly. But that's happened a couple of times over the last, uh, you know, in a a few big games recently where um, players have been red carded or or yellow carded. It's quite a common part of the game now for for, um, contact to the head to be um, heavily penalised. And also people that are concussed, sometimes it'll happen just because of a, you know, in the wrong place, wrong sort of, Wrong time. Those players um, are immediately taken from the from from the field, and usually there's a stand down period of two to three weeks um, that you cannot play the game again, and, and you must pass certain uh, tests and so on to be able to play again. Which is great because if you look back into the the sixties, seventies, eighties, you know pe- people didn't even understand what a concussion was, and people would get heavily knocked out, but then still be you no, know, they're good player, So you got to stay on for us. You got to try and finish well, the game. Or they won't want mm. to come off, right? Because yeah. That's yes, yes. manhood
2: that. is like going mm. back in and proving yourself even under those conditions. That's mm.
1: right. Yeah. yeah. So that part has, has been removed from the game, which is good. Um, I myself have played the game for <clears throat> 20 years and I had four bad concussions. Yeah. Oh. And the, yeah, the cush- the concussions became, uh, well, it was easier to get knocked out. Basically, I guess like a boxer, the more concussions you had. So you do have to be careful with, with guys that have had a series of concussions. And you find, um, especially in New Zealand, there's been probably at least, uh, a dozen players now that have retired early because they just couldn't overcome their uh, concussion symptoms. Too many head injuries. Head injuries, headaches. Um, yeah, not feeling right. There's, there's, it's also, uh, linked to, um, uh, early Alzheimer's and, yeah, and depression and those suicide, sort of things. Everything. Yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's right. really common in American football, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. well,
2: especially like there was that movie that came out a few years ago with Will Smith starring as that doctor who basically exposed like how mm. much uh, American football players were being, uh, injured, mm. uh, or the effects of these, uh, the head trauma. Mm. And, uh, and there was, there's actually a pretty high rate of suicide amongst I mean, it's not like a, a huge majority or anything, but it's a very large, uh, surprising percentage. And they're now starting to say that, or not now, but I guess from a few years ago, they're starting mm. to say this is perhaps all a result of the head mm. trauma that they, they've experienced. Are they
0: doing anything about that? Like the NFL or American football in general, are they changing rules? Because it seems like they haven't really done anything, Like even though they're still <coughs> wearing those helmets, which is like the worst thing for your head mm. when you, Mm. make impact of someone
2: yeah i mean they have changed the tackling rules like uh i can't remember exactly what it's called but there is like now uh it was probably introduced a few years ago
0: where you are not allowed to do a helmet to helmet hit Mm. uh that's almost impossible though isn't it like in american football mm. to 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 make sure everyone is not doing that because when Mm. it comes to now, what's it called when they were just all smashing smash each, each other at the yeah. beginning, right? Yeah, well,
2: I mean, and even if you don't do helmet-to-helmet, helmet, just the impact of getting run into mm. you know, however many miles per hour or something by somebody is going to make mm. your brain bounce around anyways. But uh, the biggest thing that's actually happened in the U.S. as a result of all this is like league or youth football. Uh, they're trying to do a lot more to protect like children, <coughs> especially high school mm. players. Mm. And actually a lot of people now uh fathers will not let their sons play football whereas you know back in the day everybody wanted their son to play football because it was the most manly sport or something Mm. but they're seeing a bit of a drop in that Mm. but for me personally man you know i love mixed martial arts Mm. i love the ufc Mm. uh i even love judo and all these things but you know they're all very dangerous so it would be sad to see i mean i don't think any of them are going to disappear in a generation or two like Mm. this uh this article is saying just because they're so popular but i mean it is a concern i have i would like my daughter to do i mean, not mixed martial arts but (laughs) you know i want her to do Mm. jujitsu and and some of these things just even as a hobby to protect herself but i'm worried about her getting a head injury or Mm. if i have a son someday i'll have to think about if he wants to do mixed martial arts is it something you know i can support or not i think i would support it but Mm. uh yeah that safe is definitely a concern for me too yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's finding that balance isn't it like the, the game that we love is being you know, the rules are changing it and you know just that red card I talk about in the weekend the, the old school rugby people still can't quite get their head around someone being red carded for an incident because it wasn't with malice or intent it was a very badly timed um, uh, tackle and it's an accident, an accident, really, but there's no intent. But then the game gets ruined because, you know, in, in a game like that, at that level, if you, someone gets a red card, you basically can't, you can't win. Um, yeah. with, if it's five to 10 minutes to go, fine. But this was, uh, still 40 minutes to go. So you, you you're heavily penalizing a team. Um, so those sort of things are, um, probably we're yet to, um, uh, get to a stage where, yes, we want to protect the people, but we also need to protect the game. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Do you have, mm. do you have sons? You have children. Right? I have two sons. Yeah. yeah. Two, and, yeah. Uh, are you going to kind of encourage them to play rugby? Uh, I have, Naturally. <laughs> but, but at this stage they're playing football. Um, oh, really? Yeah, Carter, i do not not too sure why. My oldest son, he's seven, and I don't watch much soccer at all on, on TV. I don't have soccer magazines at home or anything, but he just loves the game. I'm not too sure where he's. Maybe his classmates. It. Maybe so his funny. classmates, yeah. yeah but does, he's he a, play, does he play in a club? Yeah, he does, club yeah, well. yeah. He trains every Friday and they have tournaments once a month. And yeah, I'm yeah. just. Very happy that he loves any sport and he, he loves the camaraderie of his team and that sort of thing. But, um, I, I, if he wanted to play rugby, I'd, I'd encourage him. I wouldn't be put off by the contact of it. Um, I think that's, you know, part of the beauty of the game. Um, of course, anything that's a head knock, you, you know, as a parent, you're going to be worried about it. But do you know, do you know what kind of,
0: um, money like a pro rugby
1: player in Japan can make
0: like compared to like, say, New Zealand? Is it like a big difference, or is it similar? Yeah, that a, could be a reason why a lot of maybe people might be put off by going into rugby in Japan, as opposed like because football is such a huge sport and they mm, can make a lot of money, like cause the league's so big.
1: Yeah, I mean the big players, their, their salaries do not even compare to the big football players. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't even say they're probably not even making ten percent of that. Wow. Yeah. yeah um, but. Of course, you know, the, the, uh, the salary is a, is a carrot, but, um, I don't, yeah, I don't think player people, uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think players choose rugby f- for the salary. I think it's just they love the sport. Um, mm. yeah, once, once you've sort of, um, played it a few years when you're young, it's, it's quite addictive. And yeah. yeah, when you're looking from the outside too, if you're not a rugby person, you look at a game of rugby and think, gee, that's, I, I, I played mm. a bit of rugby when I was
0: in, in secondary school mm. and it's fun. It's definitely mm. fun, but yeah. I, I didn't really know. I was like 15, 16 mm. and one of our PE teachers, he was a, he was a rugby player. Right. So he tried to introduce rugby into our school mm. and like basically we were all, you know, used to playing football and cricket. Yeah. yeah. So he, I think we had like two rugby players in the whole year of my grade mm. that could actually play rugby and the rest of us didn't know how to play right yeah. so <clears throat> you know we're all throwing the ball forward okay, we're like running yeah. sideways <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, just yeah. trying to avoid tackles yeah, and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. but once we kind of got used to the rules it's, mm. yeah it's fun because you get really stuck in and. Yeah. You feel at the end of a game, you feel properly battered, like you've been in a fight or something, and it feels good. It feels, it does feel good. Did you ever play this game, or is there this game called British
2: Bulldog in in England? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's a game called just came just Bulldog. So it's just like (laughs) it's just like two two. So it's kind of like dodgeball in a way, like dodgeball tag. So there's two sides. And then you're just running across from, like, touching the walls. Yeah. So if you get tagged, then yeah. you become the bulldog. And then you have to tag all the people. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's no, there's no like, tackling or anything. It's just tag Okay. two teams. Yeah, because growing yeah. up in Idaho, I grew up in Idaho for the first
2: eight or nine years and then moved to Michigan. But in Idaho, we played this game called British Bulldog. And it was basically that, but it was tackling I was
0: like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it was yeah, just like one,
2: one person started in the center of the field and everyone yeah. ran across and whoever he would tackle, they would join him in tackling yeah. everyone else to the last Yeah, person. we just said, you just got to touch them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just those cowboys in Idaho. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> but but, Idaho, it but I never actually asked anybody from England, is there this game called British Bulldog? Right? <laughs> I don't know where that name came yeah. from. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but but we, we only m- played
0: that um, probably elementary school. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, after yeah. that, we wouldn't yeah. play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, with the ball or something. Like that. Yeah. Did you guys play? Yeah, we have
1: it. Like we have it in New Zealand. We yeah, have full tackle. Yeah. Oh, full but it's called goal. Bull Rush. Not okay. yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. So well, it's been outlawed. You're not allowed to play it at school anymore. Whereas yeah, it, make, it, it yeah. gets
0: pretty violent, right? When yeah, to tackle people.
1: Yeah, well, there's no one to monitor the head highs <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: yeah. There's someone you don't like. You just, like <laughs> yeah. just take him out. Oh, I just play
1: a game. <laughs> That's
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. Are there? Hmm. T- there's two things I wanted to ask about. One is, are there tackling rules? Sorry for my ignorance. Pardon my ignorance again. But are there tackling rules in uh, in rugby? Like in football, you know, you're not allowed to obviously uh, American football. You're not allowed to target the knees or mm. tackle below. The knees and stuff because the knee injuries, and just Mm. like i was mentioning about helmet to helmet and stuff Mm. is there are there specific rules or is it just
1: just kind of like agreed that you will not tackle a certain way yeah there's there's definitely rules and there's also techniques so obviously you don't get penalized for technique but if you've got a poor technique you'll you'll get a lot of concussions yeah so um first the laws are you cannot tackle um below the shoulder so you must you're you're Contact. contact above the shoulder. Yeah. Maybe. And you can't, you can't make, sorry, above the shoulder. You can't make contact on the shoulder and, and then rise up and, and, uh, and that, so. that was what the guy did this past week. Yes. That's weekend. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So making contact below the shoulder, uh, and you must attempt to wrap your arms around the player when you're, um, making the tackle. So there's no shoulder charges. You can't just run into a player with a shoulder. That's illegal as well. Um, otherwise, yeah, you, you can tackle them anywhere. You can grab them, grab their shirts, grab their shorts, push their um, faces, throw push their, their yeah. palm off. <laughs> yeah. When you've got the ball, you can, you can. Push a player off with an open hand. You can't use a closed fist, obviously. Um, you can push them anywhere you like. You can push them in the in the face, and the nose, wherever. Um, but as it, yeah, the most important part of a tackle though is when you're teaching uh, people to, to tackle. Was that the head must go behind the legs or behind the backside? You know, if you start tackling with your head in front of the bot, the, the player who's got the ball, you're going to get into trouble. Oh. Um, so you do get some concussion. So
0: obviously, you guys have to. Train that, like during your training sessions, or maybe not for barbarians, yeah. but when you start young. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I remember when we played rugby, we didn't really get taught how to tackle. Mm. So it was just say like, right, just, just play. That's right. And so yeah. none of us really knew how to tackle.
1: Mm. But um, I guess you guys definitely, yeah, out. yeah, yeah, from a young age, from seven, eight years, yeah, we'd always have a a provincial provincial coach or player would come in and do a little session with us, and we just taught the basics of. Of tackling so I
0: mean do you, do you still do that now because yeah
1: I mean in American football they
0: do they still have that thing where you know they have a circle and then Two players just smashing into each other. And that's like a regular training. I think drill. that's one thing that's actually been banned. I could be wrong about it, but I think okay. I remember reading
2: that that was one thing that was kind of banned where they're not allowed to do that anymore,
1: mm. but I could be wrong about that. Yeah. yeah. You can coach the tackle in a very controlled circumstance. Um, yeah, you don't have to be doing it a hundred percent from the start. You can just start with, with, uh, just touching with the arms and, and making sure you get the right leg and the leg in close and um a lead shoulder uh wrapping and all that sort of thing you don't have to do in fact it's better to do that um over and over and over get the technique right and then you can increase the the intensity of it mm, um, yeah. so what, what if it ended up being like a kind of a double leg takedown where
2: the guy <laughs> is coming forward I mean and you, and you like pick him up and you just like very
1: forcibly you know drop him down him. backwards yeah is that
2: a penalty or is that yeah sorry that
1: okay? i didn't mention that you can't you cannot lift a player i okay. uh, can't lift his legs above horizontal and Put them into the that ground. used to be okay, right? Because I remember seeing that before,
0: like when yeah. England won the World Cup. Do you okay, that? do you remember that, Jamie? Yeah, Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> I do he used, remember to, that. He used <laughs> to dump some players, pick them up, and remember he dumped one player, Mike Cat, maybe. Yeah, uh, some Australian player. Yeah. Um, and yeah. everyone was like, you know, cheering, it was great. And, yeah. and you no, know, the ref didn't say anything, it was just just play on. I think it was good, back then.
1: Yeah, no, it's, that was, I can't remember when that was outlawed as well, but yeah, we call that a pole drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, that's a no-no these days. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, basically anything to do with the head. If you're compromising a player's safety, um, yeah, that you'll be penalized and heavily if it's with, with force. Um, also you're not allowed when someone's going up to catch a ball you, you got to stay away from them when they're in the air you could be trying to make a defensive tackle but you must wait for that person to land if you run up and they're half still airborne and you hit them that's that can be a red card as well the
2: other thing I wanted to ask about is, uh, obviously after the Japan success in the last World Cup, mm. there was that guy who every time, I can't remember his name right now, but before he kicked, he did the kicker, The kicker, little, yeah. yeah, yeah Goromaru. Goromaru. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he ended up playing overseas, I think, if I remember correctly. Yes. Mm. Are there, and I can't remember if uh, this is something you had asked earlier, but are there Japanese players that are having success overseas uh, playing? Um because we were talking about, you know, the ones that foreign players that come here mm. and maybe eventually go back or stay here. Mm. Have there been uh, successful Japanese players going playing overseas like the football or the soccer
1: Yeah, there have been several Japanese nationals that have gone over and played in, in super rugby sides, both in Australia and New Zealand. But that sort of came to a head about two, three years ago when Japan made its own super rugby side they're called the Sun Wolves and they are basically uh made up of japanese national players so the they from last year they made it compulsory if you wanted to play for japan you had to also play for the sunwolves um so yeah anyone who's playing offshore obviously came back and played for that side but until then there was i would say that's at least half a dozen players had played at um Super rugby side, yeah. What's what's happened to that kicker?
0: What's his name again? Gotomaru. Yeah. He's not playing for Japan anymore. No, he
1: went to Queensland, played in super rugby. Um, He had a bad injury, hurt his shoulder. And then he went to um, Toulon in France and had a season there. Um, But, you know, um, things didn't work out. So he came back to Japan. He's been playing for Yamaha. But um yeah, it shows you how quickly the game has evolved yeah, because yeah. he was a he had a wonderful tournament both as a, a player and a kicker. But um, the Japan side now has two very good fullbacks, so he's out. Unfortunately he's yeah, he's just wow. been surpassed. Because yeah. 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 he was so
0: he was so popular, like he was I know the
1: ladies loved him, right? Yeah. He was yeah. like the perfect man, everyone was that's what my girlfriend said anyway. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> I didn't look anything like him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you went into the supermarket in two thousand sixteen, his face was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah,
2: on. yeah. there's another guy too pretty small in stature but i guess really really tough mm. uh do you know who i'm talking about I can't remember camera name. i think it
1: might be tanaka is yeah, it? yeah yeah maybe the did he halfback yeah did he play overseas too or yes he played for the highlanders which is a an otago or dunedin uh super rugby team so he was there for several years yeah became quite an icon of the team he was very popular because um, he was tiny. I mean, tiny height-wise. Yeah. 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 But he
2: was a tough guy, and I guess just super fast and everything mm. too. So
1: that's another beauty. I think you know a good thing about the the game of rugby. You know, you sort of each position. Um, uh, requires a different set of skills or a different, uh, a different type of body. So yeah, like it, American football too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if
0: you're like really big and overweight, you can, mm-hmm. you can still play. Yeah, yeah right? but <laughs> I think you,
2: st- yeah, a guy like, well, actually, there are small guys like him playing running back and stuff. So yeah, I guess mm-hmm. it is true. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be a different breed if you're that, if you're that tiny and playing probably American football or rugby. Or yeah, anything, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be tough. Um yeah, he's a good little player, Tanaka. He's, he's in the side and play a big part in the World Cup, I imagine. So, Jamie, I remember you saying, like, mm. apart from managing barbarians, you're doing some other stuff as well.
0: Like what, what else, what else do you do?
1: Uh, I guess, yeah, my major uh, business is, uh, rugby agency work now. So taking care of New Zealand professional players and coaches and putting them into top league. So I uh, spent most of my time um managing those players or or people. And you're doing that by yourself or you're doing that as part of a, a, a part of a, a team or an office or uh it's my own company. Okay. um on the um <clears throat> on the on the on the back of looking after michael probably it's sort of grown into um a business um more players sort of came my way and were introduced to me so i decided right i'll concentrate on on this um business it's a uh, industry i love you know it's connected with rugby and uh you get to know um a lot about the game over here and also you're connected with new zealand rugby as well because those are the players i i look after um and I have two uh, people that help me out there, two Japanese guys that um, sort of help me with the contracts and negotiations at times as well. So, so you, are you pretty busy? Like, yeah, I have a, another small business as well, which is a, it's a rugby business. I, I sell rugby wear to the universities, high schools, and clubs throughout Hokkaido. So, and balancing that with with the club team, yeah, my my. It's, it's probably three part-time gigs yeah, um, and all built into one makes my week quite busy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Stressful, would you say? Uh, at times, yeah. At times when you're not getting what you want. It's stressful. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: you always seem very
1: relaxed and
0: stress-free every time uh, I see oh, you. So yeah. I, wonder, I
1: wonder what Jamie does.
0: It seems <laughs> <laughs> seem we're working very hard. You, know, you, you play golf a lot
1: with your, with your clients. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it can be. Um, there's certain times of the year that you're negotiation negotiating contracts um so those are probably the months you're not seeing me ben Uh, (laughs) 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 yeah uh and then yeah but no it's it's not all that difficult the job it's just about basically knowing people really just connecting uh the new zealand and uh players and and the japanese clubs. so it's most of my work is done on uh, either email or a phone, just figuring yeah. out what people want and then seeing if I've got the um, the right player in New Zealand to nice. introduce them for that position. Did so. you guys, Did
2: you get those started, uh, the ones that you were kind of doing off your own initiative, did mm. you get those started mostly on your own or did you uh, have a Japanese person who has helped? I mean, you said you had the two guys uh, helping mm. you out for the agency mm. right now the Japanese guys, but uh, when you were kind of thinking, hey, I want to get this started, did you kind of, were you working with somebody at the time, or were you getting help from your wife, or just doing it by yourself, or? Uh,
1: my wife would probably edit a few of my emails when I was sending <laughs> 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 Make it more polite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make it more polite. Yeah, put a bit of keigo in there. Um, but yeah, initially it was just basically myself. Um, I had a a few players I got to meet, uh, that was in the team my brother was coaching that, um, and through Michael, they were interested in Japan. So I just had to sort of, um, luckily there's a camp that everyone goes to. All the top league teams go to the camp on in Hokkaido. Actually, it's called Abashidi, which is on the other side of Hokkaido and they all gather there in July, August and play practice games against each other. So that was a really good. Uh, opportunity for me to go around the clubs and, and meet them and say, hi, I, I represent a few players and just meet their recruitment, uh, agent and, um, things sort of stem from there. Um, and then a couple of the people that have come and helped me, they, well, one especially, he's, he used to play rugby in, uh, for top league. Um, for Kuroi, and he was really good at, um, had very good connections to all the teams. So he certainly helped things, um, grow more quickly, having that, um, Japanese representative in my, my team. And, uh, um, so being a rugby agent, mm. um, does that involve a lot of kind
0: of, you know, entertainment, entertaining your, your players, taking them out? Um, uh, like trying to, or trying to get players, I guess, as well. You might have to do. Uh you have this image of like, you know, professional football agents as being a bit kind of a bit shifty. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately,
1: I have to say, no, no, I don't, we don't entertain them much. I let them do their own entertaining. Um, but I, there's a lot of, um, most of my work is, is quite um, mundane stuff. So the, the exciting part is, is making the initial, um, introduction. To a team and then negotiating the contract. Unfortunately, that only takes up about 10% of the job. (laughs) 90% of the job is doing the visa, getting the apartment Mm. sorted, um, making sure their health insurance is done, registering at the city office, all the same sort of stuff I had been doing with the Barbarians players. So it was Quite easy for me to shift in to do it for people, so I I, I already knew what was involved in in um, coming to Japan to live. So, yeah, and then you just have to sort of help that person uh, integrate with both the team and and Japan, and making sure their their wives or the girlfriends are happy, the kids find a a yochi a kindergarten. Or so you a, you do that too? Yeah, you have to do all that. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, each team has a representative that will help you do that. Some of those representatives are very good at helping you. Some of them are not. So um, you just have to sort of depends case by case. You know, if you if you're not getting that well looked after in that situation at at the new club, then you have to sit, sit, um, come in and make sure it gets done. Do those mm. clubs expect you to
2: operate with them in like a Japanese style, or do they understand that you're a foreigner doing business with them? I mean, are the things that you run into that you're like, man? Uh, this is definitely just something that's japanese that i got to put up with uh in doing
1: the work and stuff or it, you don't really feel like you're running into any of that no i think it's because they've, they've had kiwis or foreigners at their clubs their companies for so long that and they're all rugby people and i think that's probably if it was a different industry i probably yeah might feel that but because it's rugby i think you sort of um you sort of uh, the culture is understood and um yeah it's been pretty easy to sort of go in there and and look after the look after the people and and the 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 recruitment agencies or the sorry the recruitment people i work with in each company are very um so they're they're japanese or they foreign they're all japanese yeah yeah but they're former rugby players or coaches um so you know they're they're They understand New Zealand culture. They understand what they're getting. You know, they, they, they know that initially that player is not going to act Japanese and that they're going to, um, you know, there's going to be some speed bumps, but they're not, they're not majors. It's just probably what we experienced coming here as well. It's just one getting used to the language. Uh, how how hard they train or the tempo of the rugby here um and just all those little things that you need to sort of overcome to sort of um, understand what the lifestyles about and the culture is about so oh, right. oh, go ahead. How, how many players you got under your, your in japan now? i've got about 12 players oh, currently wow. 12 players or coaches wow. yeah mm. so it's more of a
2: rugby world than like a japanese business world i guess i mean like when you're meeting these people mm. for the first time are you holding your business card the perfect way and bowing as
1: you should and bringing like a yes know, a small yeah the old tree man, I do all that yeah you know, I but, do do all that yeah um so one of my business partners he was very good at Sort of showing me the right way. So, um, especially when I was de- doing some of the larger contracts, you know, I you know, picked his brains on what I should be doing and shouldn't be doing and made sure he came along to some of the, um, meetings with me. And he was terrific. Yeah. He's an older gentleman as well. And he, he's, he's a retired businessman and, but he, he really knew how to negotiate and knew, um, the ins and outs of it, but. Um, to be honest, it's been pretty pretty plain sailing. But, yeah, that guy has helped me a lot as far as knowing what what to do and what not to do. I think uh, I think we're about that time on. Anything else you want to ask him about?
2: Yeah, well, now we've been just been going on for a long time. The last thing I did kind of want to ask is, I mean, you have so many things uh, going on that I think I know the answer to this. But do you kind of picture yourself... <laughs> Uh, staying in Japan, specifically Sapporo long term, or do you ever feel like you kind of want to go back a little bit so your kids get the overseas experience? Yeah.
1: Or? Yeah. It's a good question. It's something I think about a lot, um, especially now that I've got children. But I love Sapporo and I can't really see myself leaving at this stage. Um, I love what I do. Um, there's all, all three jobs sort of stimulate me in different ways. And, um, uh, i think the lifestyle i have in sapporo would be hard to for me to go back to um back home and and be able to replicate that you so, don't think you
0: could do that back at home where you're doing now
1: no uh i i could certainly do it but then there would be a, a lot more of travel i'd have to come to japan a lot oh right and yeah. I, I prefer to be based here yeah. um and yeah my children are very happy here my wife's happy here happy wife happy life <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah yeah um so uh, certainly not in the immediate f- future. Um, we do think possibly about educating our children at high school um, in the future. But you mean like send them back send, to New Zealand? Yeah, or, or go back at that time once mm-hmm. the kids um, are at, uni- at high school. But then, yeah, that's would that be possible? Would their English be good enough? With the, yeah, to yeah, be able to yeah. do that. So we work pretty hard on. On the kids being bilingual, and are they are they bilingual? They are so at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we our house is um, we only speak English in the house and use English TV and English books and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, really. but and when we leave the house, they they go to Japanese uh, kindergarten, they go to Japanese primary school. So yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly kids can learn a language. Sponges, yeah. I mean.
2: jealous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm. is there anything else you, you want to no give? I'm good I'm good yeah. yeah well I just really want to say thank you for coming on I think uh, it was uh, we got a lot of great information yeah I learned a lot of new stuff about yeah, rugby yeah sorry there's a lot
1: of rugby jargon there so probably a lot of it was flying no no no, no I, think, mm. uh, I think it was interesting
2: for everyone and then I th- hope like uh, again after maybe the World Cup finishes and stuff maybe you can come on again and uh, talk about your experiences or your opinions on how everything worked
0: out for Japan and stuff mm. And yeah who, who do you think is going to win the Rugby World Cup
1: uh, I have to say the all blacks, but I don't think it's that clear cut because um everyone's getting so good right yeah everyone's getting yeah. so good and and out of that probably top eight teams in the world you, everyone's capable of a of a um of an upset mm. but just because you can w- ha- have an upset doesn't mean you can consistently go on and win the tournament either so I will, I'll go with, uh, New Zealand, South Africa or England to win the World Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you really, do you really think England or are you just saying that for, uh, Ben's? No, no, I honestly <laughs> think that. I think, uh, Eddie Jones is very shrewd. Um, and South Africa, are a good side. They're really peaking at the right time. Uh, and the good thing is South Africa have had a lot of their players have been playing in the top league over the last two or three years. So they're going to probably adjust to the, the, the heat over here. It's going to be hot. It's going to be quite hard and fast games, I think. It could, so. be it could be their time. Could be their time. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, you've got one of eight teams. I could have probably said. Mm. Um, I think the winner might come from those three. Yeah, I'm I'm Mm. going for. I'm going for England.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. New Zealand, maybe. You know, they, uh, you know mm-hmm. they're clearly the favorites. But yeah, yeah. always go for the underdog. Yeah, well, go England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. America in the World Cup.
1: America in the World Cup. America in the World Cup. Yeah,
0: World yeah. Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm going to just
2: say, because I don't know any of the teams well enough to say, like, uh, who I think is going to win. But I am hoping that Japan has a... Uh, a a good run at it because mm. i mean like the last time 2015 when they did well like mm. it was just such a buzz and mm. electricity in the city and everything so it'd be cool to have that especially uh since there's a couple of games in support this year so yeah it'll be fun either way i know some people that are coming over too uh to see the games and stuff so i think it's going to be a really exciting time and uh yeah thanks again for coming on pleasure
0: and, uh, yeah awesome jamie
1: cheers awesome. yeah thank you guys
2: just want to again say to everyone, uh, please continue uh, checking us out on social media. Jamie, is there anything you wanted to tell people to check out? Maybe the Barbarians Club or anything?
1: Yeah, if you're uh, ever out at Jazanke on, on a Sunday, please come out and watch our games. We have uh, quite a few sevens tournaments throughout the year as well. So um, you can go onto Facebook. There's a Kyoto Barbarian page that you can check out. But um, also get along to the World Cup. We've got two games at the Sapporo Dome. Um, There'll be very good games: uh, England versus Tonga, Australia versus Fiji. Um, you know, if you don't, even if you don't know rugby, um, they'll be pretty, you know, um, great r- sport occasions. So please go along and. Support. Yeah, really fun to watch as well. Rugby, like even if you don't a really big fan of it, it's just a good game to watch. Mm. Actually, I actually
0: prefer watching rugby to football now.
1: Do you really? Yeah, because yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. they just every rugby game is exciting, mm. but every football game is not exciting. Okay. Yeah, they're doing a good job to promote this to I mean there's a, even
2: a drama right now based on rugby from yeah. all the up to it yeah my wife was watching it last night yeah. and stuff, so Japan's really just, uh, trying to push this to make it a very fun and successful event so yeah. I think it's going to do well alright man thanks again for coming on and uh, we'll see everyone again next time thanks